Hello, happy March, and welcome back to On the Floor, the podcast where we sit on the floor and answer some meaningful questions. My name is Sarah. I'm Camille. And I'm Grace. Alright, so today we are going to be completing the last part, set three, of the 36 questions that lead to love. Um, In case you missed the past two episodes, or even if you haven't, we're going to again read from the New York Times, quotes... In Mandy Lund Carton's Modern Love Essay, To Fall in Love with Anyone, Do This, she refers to a study by the psychologist Arthur Aaron and others that explores whether intimacy between two strangers can be accelerated by having them ask each other a specific series of personal questions. The, the 36 questions in the study are broken up into three sets, with each set intended to be more probing than the previous one. The idea is that mutual vulnerability fosters closeness. To quote the study's authors, One key pattern associated with the development of a close relationship among peers is a sustained, escalating reciprocal personal self-disclosure. Allowing oneself to be vulnerable with another person can be exceedingly difficult, so this exercise forces the issue. End quote. Alright, so we're on set three, and our first question is, make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling blank. We are both in this, we are all three, is both not the right term for, no, okay. <laughs> We're all in this room feeling, I would say love. Yeah, love, yes. We are all on this floor feeling love. Yes. We are all on this. We're all on this floor, feeling heard. Yeah, I think. Maybe we're taking the time to really listen to each other. Yeah, an open mind, and hear what other people are saying, and give them the space to express themselves. Grace, take away this last one. <laughs> Come up with a wee statement. <laughs> we are all on this floor feeling excited for the third set of our podcast. There you go. There, we go. there you go. All right. <laughs> and moving on to question 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share a blank. question is particularly difficult because there are so many things that I'm afraid to share. Mm -hmm. I think transparency with one other person I think is such a leap of faith into this relationship of love and will I still be loved if you've seen me as I see me. And I think as well as that, it's also this idea that there are so many inexplicable feelings that I have where if I try to express it, it's coming up diluted. And I feel like I'm just handing you this dull truth that has no meaning and it feels useless to say because it doesn't feel like it accurately represents all that I am trying to express because there's not this history that I have created in my own like experience and thoughts and the way in which I view the world and so I think I wish I had someone with whom I could share myself without fear of rejection And I think, I wish that person could be me. Because I think there are things that I'm afraid to even face in myself that I would have to face in myself before I could ever face them and like share them with another person. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very 
I keep saying this in these podcasts, but when I look in that mirror, who am I and can I live with that person? And so what am I afraid of that's within me? And what do I want to root out or expose or throw up on the table and look at and hold and shake and say, I love you anyways? open up about anything or share anything with anyone it's gonna be you guys like I don't know (laughs) I already have you I already have you guys so I don't know about this if it's like doesn't matter what it is I don't have anything that would be like ah this particular thing like I want to share that with somebody Mm -hmm. I want to share everything with you guys there's not a lot of things I want to share with other people (laughs) I feel bad (laughs) I think I agree with both of you that I find places that I can share with you guys and like I find that support but also to give me what Camille was saying about like feeling okay to share that with yourself yeah I don't know it's like when you said I want like when you look in the mirror are you okay with who you are and like do you love yourself anyways and like despite seeing everything that's reflected back and I think for a long time I've kind of existed as like a bifurcated person where the mind is separated from the body you know where I kind of operate as this being or this entity and I view myself in the third person looking down on that person so like if you're talking about who are you who am I and do I like myself I don't really know because I don't I think I would like to be able to share Or find that connection back before I can go about uprooting those things. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think, like, we are very... It's like you're aware of your presence and you're aware of yourself but from the eyes of someone else who's observing you. So it's everything feels very performative in essence. Like, who are you when you're alone? Who are you when you're not being watched? Who are you when it's just you and everything's stripped down to who is standing in front of that mirror? And again, it's so difficult to know because I think it's easy to want to hide the ugly parts of yourself even from yourself. And to try and push those things down and not think about them. And I think facing yourself and having an authentic relationship, I want to be able to share who I want to know who I am. I want to be able to answer that question. And I want to be able to say, I know all the ugly parts of you. I've laid them out in the open, and I do love you anyways. Okay. (laughs) Question 27. If you are going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Well, since we're not close friends already, (laughs) we're just complete strangers. Strangers. I think just this idea that, and we've talked about this in previous episodes a lot, but I might not be the most consistent, but I'm reliable. Like, I'm here, and I love you, and I will support you, and I will do everything I can to be there for you when you need me, and even when you don't need me, but there are times when... I'm just struggling to be there for myself and I can't give you the love that you deserve and I feel so devastated by that fact but I know that it's my 
it's my fatal flaw. <laughs> I am, I am very much um, in a consistent battle with myself. I think trying to be the person that I want to be, fighting against the person that I'm comfortable being, and the person that I'm scared of scared of because I just get so consumed by my feelings or my illness or whatever else it is and I get so lost in it that I become someone that I'm not proud of in those moments and I just love and appreciate my friends for staying with me even when I'm not someone that they can be proud of okay what about you guys To start off, I think we were all very proud of you, Camille. Oh, yeah. It takes so much courage yes. to even find the words to articulate that feeling with yourself. And that's something to be proud of in and of itself. Um, I think I would like people to know that I'm not the most empathetic person. I think I'm a sympathetic person. But... I have difficulties understanding people who are going through things that I have not myself experienced and like finding the words to help them even though that I want to. Um, So I think that's part of the reason why I try to learn a lot and even like consume media of, of people who are of, of real of people so I can broaden my own emotional vocabulary through experiencing through the lens of someone else um but I don't know it's difficult but sometimes it's just harder it's just hard for me to really connect with people that I don't feel like we already have a foundation that is similar so I think with you guys, I don't know if it's the most relevant because I do feel like I am connected to you in a way at our core, we are very aligned. So I can understand you guys well, or at least I try to through listening to you and and everything. But for other people, it's a bit more difficult um, to really process that. I think this is like maybe unintentional, but it maybe being sympathetic makes you that better listener. I genuinely think that you are probably the best listener that I know. And I think sometimes being empathetic, the first re- reaction and response is how can I relate? How can I insert myself into this yeah. situation and like show that I understand? But when you're sympathetic in the way that you are and when you listen, you just are sitting there and taking it in and letting it's letting us share our yeah, truth. It's a whole different kind of understanding that's really, really meaningful. I really appreciate that. Because, <laughs> I don't know, like, my immediate response is I want people to know that I care and I feel like the way that that's been shown a lot is through empathy, where, like, that is seen as the highest tier of, like, understanding and caring about someone, where it's, like, you can feel so deeply that you relate to them, you know, and, like, we are one of the same, we are both experiencing this, and it's very hard for me to do that, um, so I really appreciate that, that you appreciate, um, sometimes not needing someone to connect them up. like my main thing is like I just really 
I love everything you guys said. I don't even... I'm just, I really care a lot, <laughs> like, about a lot of things. I don't know. I just, like, think very caring if I'm if I'm hanging out with someone it's because I care about them like if, if I'm actually with people it's because I really want to be with them and in order for because we're just we're just strangers in order for you guys to fully understand <laughs> me and get close to me I would say that I would want you guys to know that I really care to know about you guys and like who you are and how you feel about things and what kind of things like we have in common and what we don't at all because I think that that's hilarious too like I would never think like I'm wearing all like, black and wearing yeah like I would never I would never think that that is like something that would split us apart but more so something that would bring us closer together because everybody is different and I love that about people I love that everybody's different and I think it's funny I think when people are different I think it's I don't know why I think it's funny it's not a bad way I just think like it's entertaining it's the contrast is so entertaining it's the hot pink house next to the black house (laughs) I just and I just I'm like to think of myself as simple but I always have a lot of words to say (laughs) I can easily have a lot of words to say and I like talking but I like hearing what everybody else has to say I'm always like (laughs) I'm always looking for a story in a way because I like kind of really I like talks like these that we have when we're together and I like I like to learn about people and about what they've been through or what they're going through now and see if there's any way that I can make that any better or if it's already a great thing that's happening see how I can make sure you know like you're doing freaking awesome like I I just really care to make people feel like they are cared for because I care for you guys (laughs) and if especially if I'm with people because I've I will not. <laughs> it doesn't seem like this, and I won't do it in a bad way, but it's like, if I don't want to see somebody, I won't. Like if I'm so relieved. These whole three months, I've just been thinking, Grace hates me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dang. Every, three months of podcast. Yeah, three months of podcast, and I've just been like, oh, I don't know. I just will not. I just won't, you know? And if I if I'm not a fan of somebody, I like to I like to send my love to everyone from a distance. But if I'm not a fan of somebody, you won't hear from me. You just won't. (laughs) You won't you won't know that I'm not a fan of you because I'm kind about it. But we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna chat. Uh -uh. No. Alright. Question twenty eight. So there are quite a f- there's like two more like Grace said um, si- similar to this so we might skip over them I don't know um, tell your partner what you like about them be very honest this time saying things that you might not say to someone you just met so I think we fulfilled this in the previous yeah we were very yeah. honest we yeah. were very honest so <laughs> should we just jump over this we can one? jump yeah. over all right question twenty nine share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. There are so many. So many. many. The list is very long. (laughs) But I've also been growing to feel like I get less embarrassed by things now. Yes. Which is really a beautiful step in the confidence direction. Because it's like, ah, my face goes bright red when I get embarrassed. (laughs) So which makes it so much worse because then someone's like, your face is red. And I'm like, I know. know, And now it's about to get ten times redder. But the the mask covers a lot when it's a public interaction. Yeah. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was at Jewel doing grocery shopping, and I picked up a bottle, a glass bottle of kombucha. And it didn't fit in my basket, so I was carrying it. And then I go over to the self-checkout, and I go to put the kombucha bottle down, but I didn't realize that the checkout is slanted, and so I see it happen in slow no. motion where the bottle falls into the ground and shatters everywhere. Oh, no. The people around, the, oh, no. like, I don't know why. I don't know why. So many high school boys working at my jewel. Oh, so no. the person who was working had to come over, and we had to clean, we had to get a roll of paper towels and clean up the glass and the spilled kombucha oh all over God. the floor and I could never I will never buy kombucha again. Or go to that jewel. Oh like, I do go back. To, you're gonna have to book it over to like Barrington. I'm sorry. But that's the thing. I have gone back. 
I have faced you. I'm Thank so you. proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> you've overcome that. Yeah. Um, there are so many. But there's one. To lighten up the mood. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm oh, honestly I trying to think of something that embarrassed me recently because I just, like... I haven't been getting embarrassed. Maybe because I haven't been like in social situations out, yeah. or doing <laughs> anything with my life. Um, but so that's been really great. Um, I can't think of a specific yeah, thing. I like I fall nothing can a top lot. the kombucha. I know kombucha. that was so good. I have ones to top that. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like Nutcracker last year. Oh my god. It was um, during a run of Chinese, the one... Oh, I have so many Nutcracker embarrassing moments. So we'll go... I'll say two, and then I'll be three total. Um, yeah, so this one was on the day that they were recording the show, by the way. Um, I was doing a run of Chinese, and it had been going well. Until we get to the end, we have this big circle around where we do like turns and everything. Right before the music ends, I am center stage... Um, walking, not even dancing. I am <laughs> shuffling to my final position, and my foot gets caught, and I fall center stage loud because I'm carrying this wooden fan that clings against the floor. My knees, like, oh no, oh no, like, yeah, no, it hurt, no, it hurt. No. And I had to get up after the music ended and go and stand in my place, and then I had to go off stage. Do my quick change and go back on for Vaults of the Flowers. <laughs> so she's got quick recovery time. That's how yes, you go quick, back to the jewel. Quick. Exactly. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. She's been taught to just get back up, get back up, and keep going. Um, but then the one to top all of them was our show from three years ago. Have I seen footage of this? I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, I was a ribbon dancer in the Mother Ginger scene. And so I, you're dancing with like a six foot long ribbon and our head pieces are atrocious. They're little curled ribbons that are tightly wound and really stiff that sit right at the top of your head, like on the crown. So they stick up. Um, so I was dancing and I did a little ribbon flick, if you will. And then the end of the ribbon got caught in my headpiece. Again, this is the show that they were recording. Of course it was. <laughs> so course it was. I am dancing like I I wish you could see me, but um my arm is like stuck behind my head because the ribbon is tangled in my headpiece and I'm still trying to keep moving. Also, during the show, this was an absolute disaster all the way around because another girl dropped her ribbon center stage and then picked up the wrong end of the ribbon. So there's the stick and there's the ribbon. A whole bunch of the stick. She picked up the ribbon and is whacking the sticks around. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Um, we definitely got a lot of corrections and notes. Michelle in the back just Michelle vigorously scribbling away. Scribbling away. <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe if we want like an additional um, piece of media to accompany this podcast, I could take a video of that. <laughs> yeah, just add it in there. Alright. Okay, question 30. When did you last cry in front of another person? By yourself? Uh, that's another question. When did you last cry by yourself? I don't know why they don't just write just it write out that again. out because <laughs> it sounds really odd saying it that way. <laughs> um, I haven't cried in front of another person in a while. I think I cry frequently I in cry. front of my mom. Really? Like she just walks in and I'm already crying, <laughs> and then she's like, "What's going on?" What's up? I'm like, uh, nothing. Everything's fine. She's um, like, she's like, no. I'm doing really well, actually. <laughs> perfect picture of mental stability over here I, just, I don't like when people see me cry so when I cry I go and hide the I worst part is when you're crying in public like yeah. but you're not really yeah. crying and then someone goes are you okay yeah yeah jail yeah you sent me a TikTok yeah. about it immediate jail yeah yeah because then you're like immediate because then it's you like you were already doing uh, you were doing then so you've made well me you ball were keeping in public. your composure to go to jail 
I, that would happen to me a lot in school. Where oh, <laughs> yes, it always happens at school. People are always like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And no. You shut up. I guess I'm fine. Get away from me. <laughs> I don't cry very much. I teared up on Thursday while I was <laughs> dancing because I was in pain. Oh, no. I was like, I don't want to do this. Oh, God. Um, but I didn't cry. Um, I think... I can't remember the last time I cried in front of someone. I just... I don't like the feeling of crying. Because some people like, like it because it's cathartic or it's like you're releasing all that stress. But I always feel worse after I cry. Interesting. Like, empty and drained. Yeah, a little drained, definitely. And just, like, I'm like, what was the point? Because I don't feel any better. So, and then you get dehydrated. You're left with a headache. Gotta go take your feelings. And I'm always left with a headache, but I usually feel a bit lighter. Yeah. I cry when I watch things very easily. That or I is read very things. true. Me too. Me too. Like, I think that's when I release it. It's because yeah. I, can, I can put it into... Something else something else and then when that when I'm crying because something else is happening like it's like, it's like fictional like for example a month ago I was like watching this show that I really love called Crash Landing on You and suddenly halfway through I would cry consistently every single episode because something would happen that would make me cry and I just let it happen because after that moment was over I'm like okay I stopped crying and that moment has passed and I can move on mm-hmm. so I think that's how I let it out <laughs> Question 31. Tell your partner something that you like about them already. Like, we already did this. We did this. <laughs> if you want to hear us compliment each other, go back to the previous installment. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just give Major compliments. Yeah. Okay. Question 32. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? There are quite a few things that I would throw on that list, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. things I don't even want to mention. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think there's the obvious... Joke. I maybe we can take this more of like what's per- personal to you. That um, if someone made a joke about you, and we're like poking fun or like being sarcastic, weight. like what would you take? Yeah, weight things. Any anything related yeah. to body image. Yeah. I think I can't. Yeah, it's too much. removing the obvious, like personal to me, any and personal to us. I guess. I think making comments about someone's appearance is so inherently detrimental. Because whether you intend to or not, that echoes in their mind. And I think even if you make a comment about someone else who is a bad, like objectively bad person, maybe morally bad, and it's about their appearance, there's a high chance that there's a good person who has that same exact attribute. So now that good person, if they hear that, reflects on it, and it it hurts, it's painful, it's yeah. aching. So I just don't think that those are things that should be commented on or joked about. Yeah. Anything else? I totally agree with that. I don't think that people's fears should be joked about, because I know that, like, recently I was talking to somebody about things that we're scared of, and I mentioned that I'm... I genuinely am always on defense when it comes to men and just yeah we've men talked in about general. this yeah and it's like a, it's a legitimate that is legitimate thing it's and I'll, I feel like a lot of people feel that way and I know that you guys do and this person just thought it was absolutely hilarious thought it was so ridiculous I even explained it and they just thought it was like the funniest thing ever like there's no way that anybody could be scared of like men like that concept that idea or just that and I just it at first I was like okay like that's fine like whatever you don't get it it's not a big deal but then it they kept going on for so long that it was like look like I'm I'm actually like, that's actually a thing. Like, I've had experiences with that. I, there, there are things that you hear about other people go through that are so much worse. And there's so many bad things that could happen. There's so many reasons to be scared of it. And it really hurt. And I don't think that anybody should 
make jokes about people's fears, especially continuously going on and on about somebody's fear and how it's so ridiculous or it's not. Give me their name, I'll square. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course, of course it was a guy, too. So why Uh, did I even think? Like, why did I even think? And I mean, that's so demoralizing, too, just from the perspective of it's a lack of respect for you and how your feelings. And you deserve to be validated in what you feel no matter how outrageous it seems to someone else mm-hmm. even if it's completely which I don't think it is at all I think it's completely a valid fear and like I completely understand where you're coming from but mm-hmm. for example even if I couldn't relate to you on that level at all I should still be able to meet you where you're at and say okay well I, I accept you and I understand that you have this feeling right, right. like even with like I'm not particularly afraid of snakes but I'm not gonna like demoralize someone because they're afraid of them I'm terrified of spiders I'd hope that they would not make fun of me for that yeah I don't know all right anything else that covers the basics okay question 33 if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone what would you most regret not having told someone why haven't you told them yet okay so I have one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the whole truth because I know they're not gonna listen to this podcast because they don't listen to podcasts, so there's no way. But but I am so in love with someone, and I know that I am. I know that I am, and I am so in love, and I don't know why. I think they're so perfect, and I've genuinely, I've never like I've never actually felt like that about anybody. Like I don't. Like oh we're not gosh. we're not in a relationship and I'm like so in love. Oh my god. <laughs> and I've never been like that. Like I've been like, oh like I'm interested. But I've never felt like this where I'm like, oh my god, I know I love you so much. Like I'm so in love with you. Oh, oh is it us? No. Yeah. <laughs> Have we achieved Obviously, the thirty two questions thus far? Yeah. Thirty two questions has gotten her to this point. Oh. Alright, so what would you tell them? You'd say I love you? I would be like I literally love you so much. So I love everything you about you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Can we know I, who it is after this? Yes. Actually, should I say it now? Or yes. <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be wait, how yeah. far? How far are we? Them. How far are we in this? <laughs> we- <laughs> Okay, people are listening 33 minutes. If they're listening 30 minutes. Hi, Miss Minerva, if you really do listen, you're about to get some hot gas. We're also graduating this this semester. It doesn't even matter. Do you guys know? He's very quiet, but when you get to know him. Okay, do you know Anthony Torres? I do not know him. I don't know him. He's He does track and cross country, and he loves like hiking and walking Aww. and biking and he loves being outside and swimming. he like he loves swimming. swimming. He's just like <laughs> and like oh, I don't know God. why. He's just like so sweet and like whenever like whenever we talk, he's just like he's so caring and kind and it's like it doesn't matter like what we're talking about. He's just like not like any guy I've ever met. Like he's very like he's not like he's not afraid to like talk about things that most guys wouldn't and he like he has these two stepbrothers who are like they're very like what's the word there's like a like a word for it that people our age use but i don't know what is it like i'm not i'm not i don't know cool stuff it's like it's like you think you're like too is that oh same yeah is that what that am i thinking yeah i don't i don't even go on social media i don't know anything can we just freak interlude i love grace's social media you use instagram the way instagram was intended to be used facts facts that's all i have to say I just... Chris, it's so cute. Anthony, if you're listening to this, what are you waiting <laughs> Anthony, for? Anthony, this is, this is peak woman, okay? <laughs> Literally peak not... woman. Listen to our other ones to hear us compliment her if yeah. you need any more reason, which I doubt that you will because you've talked to her and how could you not know her and, like... Love her. Love her. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's all I will say about this. 
That's what I would do. That's I would want him to know that I, I love him so much, and I think that I would love to get closer with him, because I just think he's so respectful about everything, and he's just so kind-hearted, and I've never met a guy especially who's like that they're just and I think it has to do with how he was like he grew up with his mom and his sister and like they're his best friends and like his sister's his best friend she's like 10 she's 30 years old so there's like a big age gap but they like will talk on the phone a lot and like they're very close and I think just that's really helped him maybe like just become so kind-hearted and He's very understanding. Like emotionally mature. That's He's emotionally, emotionally mature. mature. That's the word. Yeah. That's the word. That's the word. I've never, and I just. So many oh are just emotionally constipated. Yeah. <laughs> Inept. Yes. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Oh, Grace, it's beautiful. Okay. It's beautiful. Wow. That was really. <laughs> I don't have anything, so... You don't have anything? No. You wouldn't regret not having told someone yet? No. I think I regret having told people things, so... <laughs> Can I just <laughs> that out of the air? Yeah. Um, hmm. I think I would want to have a conversation with my dad, and I think... I don't know what I would say. I think it's very raw... But I think, um, I think, I think, I think, sorry, I say that word all the time. (laughs) Um, I would just, I would just regret not, not having that conversation. Whatever came out of it, I think I would regret shutting the door forever and saying, I think right now, I think, I think, I think. (laughs) It's good to think. At this period in my life, I've been shutting him out. And it's been really, it's been really easy to just close the door and walk away and as time is closing because really when you when you think about it when you consider it um contemplate contemplate life you only really see people once you've left your home maybe like 50 to 100 times Sometimes, depending on where you live and where they live, if they're their, your parents, you could maybe, n- because holidays, and sometimes you spend holidays with your family and not their family, and I don't know. I just think that the gap is closing on the time that we have left together is not is not so large, and... I don't want to be someone who closes the door and walks away, even if it hurts to keep the door open. Emotional maturity. (laughs) All right. Question 34. Your house, containing everything you own, catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, Fluffy is safe. <laughs> you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? I'm not really linked to material objects so much. Um, so it's... It's like you appreciate when they're there, but if they were gone, would you feel that same loss? Right. Like, I'm almost inclined to answer this practically and say, like, my phone or a computer or something that has, like, documents and things I, like, photos on it. Because, but maybe it would be the photos that I would those little memories 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think things hold sentimental value, but not to the extent that it would be, like, the thing that I would go in to say, like... Like, something missing, yeah. maybe, like, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, once you get your pets out, and once you know your families, I don't... I don't think I would be thinking about my stuff. I would be thinking about... My house burning down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's that? Okay. Great. Did I get all the cats? Like, what the heck? Where am I going to live now? (laughs) Alright. Question 35. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing? And why? my mom or wait what kind of disturbing mm-hmm. are we hitting on yeah because I immediately was just thinking would anyone in my family commit suicide <laughs> kidding <laughs> not really um and I think that would be absolutely tragic I think suicide mm-hmm. is a mass casualty and when someone kills themselves, so many other people lose lose who they are and lose a loved one and lose part of themselves, and it's irreversible. So I think if anyone in my family were to commit suicide, I would find that deeply, deeply disturbing. And I think with the history of mental illness that is our special mix, you can just never say it's completely out of the question. So. It's weird because, I mean, I'm an only child and I don't really see my extended family very often, so we don't have, like, a very, very close bond. Obviously, I would grieve their loss after they pass, but... It's not like I have someone in my family that I'm very, very close to. And my parents are both very practical about death. Um, Insurance. (laughs) Yeah, my dad works in insurance. He's an actuary, so he has to deal with this a lot. So he has come up with... um, He... I forget. Was it over the summer? I think... I'm pretty sure it was in August. He basically was instructing my mom and I (laughs) on what to do after he dies. So in case he died, suddenly. Or if he just packed a bag and, like, threw it over his shoulder and said, I'm out. Yeah, (laughs) what would we do? So I know how to pay all of our bills. I know how to access all of his passwords. I know how to... He taught me how to change the furnace to move from summer to winter. (laughs) He, okay, up until this point, I didn't even know our Netflix password, okay? He did not entrust me with a Netflix password, Netflix password. nor the Wi-Fi password. I, Sarah told me about this, and I was like, does he have cancer? I Is he dying? He I, literally, you ask? I literally thought that, like... I don't think anything. No, he's okay. Yes. He, this, is, this is just his... I hope that you are doing fine. <laughs> John. John. But... It's just his personality to always be prepared for the worst and to see everything objectively almost to a fault, pretty much. (laughs) To the fact that he um, was giving us weekly lessons on how to... Like, I've read his will. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's dark. So, (laughs) Chris is like... (laughs) So, um, I would be disturbed if he died because I would know... I would. You would. Because you would so feel prepared. like it was in the works. <laughs> like yeah. you knew. Like was this was planned. I feel like this was foreshadowed. But we can't God. say this for insurance reasons because the life insurance policy payout doesn't really happen if God. it was planned. Oh, yeah. Um. God. So, death is very. This strange. is such a morbid question, too. I know. Like this is supposed <laughs> to lead to love. Like, really. Do you feel more loving. Yet? I think I think the answer is supposed to be you. Oh, I I considered that, but then I was like, I did no, not I even think of that. 
kidding, Ms. Norma. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, jokes. Jokes. Okay, Grace, you said your mother. Would you like to elaborate? I don't know, though, because I'm worried my dad's going to die, like, really soon. Oh. Like, really soon, because he's, like, really unhealthy in, like, a lot of ways. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've talked to the rest of my family about this, and we kind of feel like we don't see him living past, like, another five years or so. And he's, like, he's 50, so he's relatively young. But, like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel when he dies is the thing. is because he does so many things that one would do to slowly kill themselves without, like, realizing. But it's just, like, it's just, like, it's like a thousand unhealthy things you could possibly do that he's doing every single day and it's like like he knows i think on some level that he's slowly killing himself on accident maybe but we're not that close but we are becoming like we're developing some kind of a friendship as of lately which is cool and i'll like see him like on Sundays and I'll see him sometimes during the week like a little bit and we won't spend that much time together but we'll have like small conversations or something and I just like don't know if I'm gonna be like very sad or if I'm gonna be sad for like a specific reason or I don't know I'm more so just kind of curious as to how I will feel because I know I'll be absolutely devastated when my mom dies but I don't know how I'll feel when he dies but I feel like it's gonna be soonish. Disturbing is such a an in, interesting word too. Yeah, it really is. I think it almost makes you feel think of like regrets. Yeah. Because if I'm thinking disturbed, I think I would be I, yeah. also disturbed by my father's death as well, yeah. just because of all the history and like right. I feel like all this there was so much left unsaid. Right. And I would feel unsettled by my own personal actions and, like, yeah, the fi- my, my personal failings in the terms of that relationship. I can, yeah, I can see that. And with my mom, I don't think I'll feel regret. I think I'll just miss her. I don't think I'll be regretting anything or wishing I did anything differently. But it could also be disturbed, like, a rock hitting a puddle where it's, like, you lived oh. in this life and then something happens that just shakes it it's like a cosmic yeah. shift yeah and i think definitely with your mom yeah okay this is the final question question 36 share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it also ask your partner to reflect back on how you seem to have been feeling about the problem you've chosen about how you seem to be feeling about the problem you've chosen so many times. <laughs> I just don't know. I didn't even think about it. Uh, Sarah has a problem-free life. It was, I just don't want to, like, advice. Oh. Because I feel really... Maybe you could share the personal problem and then we just look at you in silence for a little bit. Yeah. We'll do the four minutes. <laughs> I have to figure out a personal problem. <laughs> I think... Currently, what's been consuming my thoughts have been... has been... Um, college and relating that to my personal worth I think I'm having a lot of trouble separating myself and my worth from this ranking or this number that I'm seeing when I'm like looking up rankings online and it's like okay I want to go to this school but how will people perceive me will people see me as less intelligent will they respect me less will they xyz thing so i don't really know how to resolve that so if you guys have any ideas <laughs> well first of all i think anyone who speaks to you for five minutes will oh. can see how intelligent you yes. are but also think about the people that do allow stats or your college or whatever whatever you're doing in your life to define how they perceive other people 
do you like those people? No. Do you want to be around <laughs> That's them? That's so true. Do you want to associate yourself? Those are not That's the people advice. you want. Like, you don't want to <laughs> be around <laughs> them. It's just so shallow and empty at the end of the day, where they're just so concerned of seeking validation in these completely arbitrary means that you just completely ignore the person that is trying to achieve them. So, I would just, when you find yourself getting caught into that, just think, the people that are thinking like this, and the people that I'm worried, that would, because I know, I'm going to speak for Grace, because I'm, we, we would never judge you based off of anything. I oh, like don't. Ranking. Yeah. No, no, and I don't want you. I know you can get into any school you want to, but I don't want you. Yes, but I don't want you to spend to have to spend a whole bunch of money to chase prestige. Yes, yeah. when you can get it, you can get incredible degrees and the same education anywhere else. For the most part, you know, anywhere that you would choose to go and you are so intelligent that no matter where you go, like, you will get the most out of everything that is given to you, plus more. Mm. And it's going to be so amazing. But you're, you don't have to go into debt because of it. Exactly. So much. Like, no, it does that not I, have to happen. Oh, no, you are good. Go. Something that I like to see it as is, like, you are who you are at your core. You are your own person. And all these the college you go to, your GPA, your job, mm. or whatever it is, are all secondary to you. Yeah. They don't define who you no. are. You are the person that went out and achieved those things. Or you are the person... You exist, and you existed before all those other things existed, secondary to who you are. And so the people that you want to be around and people that you want to accept you and love you should want you as who you are truly on the inside and at your core being without any of the other fluff attributing to that well that was perfect advice <laughs> i'm in love with you guys now <laughs> that really sold that it that really sold me steps whatever it is um set three gets to you um yeah so that was our final question um maybe you fell in love with us who knows knows? (laughs) hit us up (laughs) Um, my email is (laughs) my bsd email um yeah well we hope that you are finding time to make meaningful connections in your own life and that you are learning to love and be open and all those beautiful things. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.